How's everybody this Advent season? Everybody doing okay? Have y'all seen Pastor Jacqueline and how she's dressed? I mean, she knows how to dress for Christmas. You know, usually for this service, I shed my tie, but this is, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they've seen you. They've seen you, Jacqueline. Do you have a whole wardrobe? I mean, are we going to see and experience something different every week? Every week. Every week. Every week. Marlon, have you got your checkbook out ready for her to do some shopping? I don't see. Where are you in there? So, uh, uh, so I usually shed my tie for this service, but this is a Christmas tie with Santa Claus and reindeer. I know you can't see it where you are. And it's a retro tie. It's kind of wide. Retro tie. Isn't that the right word when it's old? I'm kind of old now, and I've got ties of every width in my uh, tie closet. This morning I want to share with you some verses from out of Psalm 68. Uh, our theme for the Advent season is that of joy. And hear these words, and listen for the number of times that you hear a word that's speaking about joy. Let God rise up. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be joyful. Let them exult before God. Let them be jubilant with joy. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Lift up a song to Him who rides upon the clouds. His name is the Lord. Be exultant before Him. Let's pray. Father, today we pray that You would speak to us in a way that we can understand. And Lord, may your words truly come alive in us so that we might experience the fullness of joy that you give and provide. And Father, now we give this time to you and we give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Earlier this year, Patty and I were vacationing at the beach and we decided to drive up to Foley, Alabama, where they were having a special festival for hot air balloons. We wanted to see this grand spectacle, so we arrived just a little bit before dark, and about the time the sun was setting and the, the daylight was fading, they began to uh, fill these balloons with air. The hot air in those balloons began to expand the molecules inside of the canvas, and those canvases grew larger and larger and larger and larger, and then they began to lift off the ground, but they stopped. They got up so high, and they didn't go any higher. Do you know why? They were tethered to the ground. Either there was a rope in a stake holding them so that they only go up so high, or someone was holding those ropes, or some people were holding those ropes, and the forces inside of those canvas balloons were not more powerful than the tethers holding them to the festival grounds. Last week, Pastor Jacqueline launched our Advent series about joy, and she preached a, a great sermon. I was on the road listening on the road worshiping you while I was driving, not looking at the screen, by the way, but I was, I was driving, listening, and worshiping with you as we worshiped, and she did a great joy. And you know, this season of Advent, the season of Christmas, is truly a time of joy, isn't it? Amen. It's a time of joy. 
Our theme song for this season is Joy to the World. I guarantee that during this Christmas Advent season, you will sing it, you will hear it multiple times because it is our theme song. And it seems that nearly everything around us during the Advent Christmas season is designed to give us a sense of joy. All the beautiful decorations that we see that are in this place, out in the, the get connection point, all around the church, all the things that we see, all these things are designed to give us joy, joy, joy. In this portion of the Psalms, we see that it, there is this focus on joy. Let the righteous be joyful and let them exult before God and be jubilant with joy. In these few verses that the psalmist wrote, there are four different Hebrew words that can be translated as joy or some aspect of joy. When you read through the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, I have a Bible in here somewhere, you'll find that this book is filled with various words, if you're reading Hebrew, reading Greek, various words that are about joy. And literally, these words are used hundreds, if not a thousand times, through the course of the book dealing with joy. And it becomes rather obvious at a point that God intends for us to experience joy. God wants us to live in a joy-filled environment. In the New Testament, Paul wrote in Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice! That's rather redundant, isn't it? Rejoice always. Rejoice. And you get the sense that the world in which we as followers of Jesus Christ are to live is a world where our lives are filled with joy. Joy. God wants us to experience this joy-filled environment. Unfortunately, though, there are forces at work in your life and in my life and in the world around us that will take us from these festival grounds of joy that God, where God intends us to live and enjoy life. There are forces at work which threaten to carry us away from these grounds, these festival grounds of joy. Some of these forces are what I will call the dark emotions. Things like fear, anxiety, anger, depression, sorrow, loneliness, disappointment. And if any of these emotions linger within us for a long period of time and they're not dealt with in constructive ways, if there is a cocktail of these emotions that are present within us, they can easily carry us away from the light of joy and take us to dark places that become like a prison. They can become this captivating place of the soul where our soul is numbed and paralyzed by these forces, and we lose sight and the experience of joy. So what can keep us tethered to these festival grounds of joy? How can we continue to live in the joy that God intends for us so that these forces in our lives, in our world, don't carry us away to the dark places? This morning I want to talk about Four points at which we can tether our lives that will keep us connected to the festival grounds of joy. 
four places. Are you wanting to hear what they are? Now, at the end, there's going to be a test, so pay attention. Don't go to sleep, okay? Don't go to sleep on me. Pay attention, because I think if you can grab hold of these and really live into what you're about to hear, it will keep you grounded in joy. Now, wouldn't you like that? The psalmist here begins this great hymn with a contrast between uh, God's enemies and the righteous, those who are in right relationship with God. In other words, it's kind of this contrast between good and evil. We see that contrast all around us, and particularly in the media, we see it in the Bible, the contrast between good and evil. The, the opening words of this psalm, it's, it's fascinating, that they begin with a very familiar words that, that the original audience, the original Jewish audience would have really understood and they would have connected with. It begins with these words, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You see, the, the, the Hebrews' heritage was built on a great event that happened in the Jewish nation. You remember the story, they were slaves in Egypt. God sent Moses to deliver them from their bondage. They spent 40 years in the wilderness being molded and made into a people, and God was going to take them into the promised land. Now, those 40 years in the wilderness, they would set up camps. They were a nomadic group. They would set up camp. But when it was time to move to the next place, Moses would stand up and cry out, Let God arise! Let his enemies be scattered! It remind, these words remind me of something that we as followers of Jesus hold very dear, the prayer that he taught us to pray. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of that prayer, we pray, And lead us not into, but deliver us from evil. Here is the first tether for our joy. God has, God is, and God will triumph over evil. Knowing this, living into this, believing this will help keep you and me and our community of faith anchored in joy. Evil comes from lots of different places, doesn't it? Violence, oppression, greed, promiscuity, hatred, jealousy, sorcery, violence, division. And we could just go on with the list. And oddly, many of these forces promise oftentimes a sense of happiness if we submit to these forces and do what we're tempted to do because what these forces are moving us toward. And yet, these forces lead to places that captivate the soul and often bring us into places of great addiction and oppression. Recently, I was having a conversation with a friend who said, our world is turned upside down. And he was referring broadly to how that some once commonly held godly values had been flipped on their head. And you can think about things that it seems that our world has been turned upside down. And it seems that at times these things that seem contrary to these godly values are going to win the day. 
they seem to be winning the dark culture of our world. The psalmist, though, gave hope when he wrote, As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As, max, as wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish before God. You see, God triumphs over evil. Smoke. Evil, that smoke. God just... And evil flees. The heat of God's presence melts evil like wax near the fire. God triumphs over evil. My small group, we have been studying the book of Revelation for quite some time, and we're nearly to the end, and my group is delighted that we're nearly to the end because it's not always an easy book to understand and read and so forth. And some parts of it are, are a bit uh, hard, hard to digest, you know. And, uh, but we're right at the end. And you know what? We have discovered who wins. Yeah, we have discovered who wins. And you know who that is? God wins. God has, God is, and God will triumph over evil. Drive that stake into the ground and live by it and understand it fully. It will tether you to joy. It will tether you to joy. Now, by this point in the season, many of you have already done most of your Christmas shopping, right? Now, some of you, like me, haven't done anything yet. But now, some of you have done it, and you want to get that perfect gift for those people you love, whether it's your spouse, or whether it's your children, whether it's your grandchildren, or whether, whoever it might be. You want to get that perfect gift. And so, you know, you've uh, had packages delivered on your front porch, and you've, some of you have actually braved and got out and gone to the mall and all those kind of things. You know, we like giving gifts, and we also like receiving gifts. But this is the second tether. Gift, the joy is a gift that God gives. Do you realize that? It's not that you have to conjure up joy in your mind and in your heart to be joyful. Joy is a gift that God gives. God gives joy. God gives joy. The psalmist wrote in another place, You, Lord, have turned my mourning into dancing. Now, Pastor Jacqueline was up here. She would give you one of her moves, you know? Oh, you got it, Pastor. I got, no, this white guy can't, can't dance. This white guy can't dance. I mean, Jacqueline can't. This white guy can't dance. He's turned my mourning into dancing. This is what he says. You have taken my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Got that picture? God's taking this, taking this garment off that's a representation of sadness and mourning, and he's clothed with joy. God has clothed you and me with joy. It's a gift from God. Paul wrote in, to, the, to the folks in the church at Galatia, and toward the end of that, uh, that, that letter, that letter that he wrote, he, uh, he, he, he did a contrast between good and evil. And about things that people do that are on the, the evil side and things on the, on the good side. And, and, and in that, that, uh, that description, he, 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 he describes what we often call the fruit of the Spirit. And these are, th these are things in our lives that take place that come from God as we live into who we are in Jesus Christ and as we allow the Spirit to guide our lives. And do you know what one expression of the fruit of the Spirit is? Joy. Joy. 
Joy is a gift from God. Say that with me. Joy is a gift from God. Drive that stake into the ground. Tether it to your life and see if it won't keep you connected to the festival grounds of joy. Isaiah wrote these great words. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in God. Another word there for joy. I will exult in God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Isaiah sensed joy when he knew and understood the salvation of God that was brought into his life and into the life of the community. Now many of you can still remember when you made that first step of faith and said yes to Jesus. I remember as a nine-year-old boy going to an altar, praying and asking Jesus to come and live in my heart. And I remember the joy. I remember other moments in my life, other salvation moments, when, when I felt a renewal of faith, taken, took a deeper step, and I remember the joy that flooded my heart and soul. Do you remember some of those moments in your life? When we understand what God has done by bringing salvation into our lives and into our world, we are clothed again with joy. We're clothed with joy. A month or so ago, I was in a meeting with our new bishop, Deborah Wallace Paget, and she shared a devotion. And she read from out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and she stopped and paused at verse 17, which says this, So if anyone is in Christ... There is a new creation. Everything old has passed away, and see, everything has become new. And she said, this is my favorite verse. Now, you know us pastors. We got a lot of favorite verses. But she said, this is my favorite verse. But think of this for a minute. The salvation that God brings into this world is that God is making all things new. If you are in Jesus Christ, God is making you new. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same person I was last year. I'm not the same person I was two weeks ago because God continues to make me new. You see, not only has God saved us when we come into relationship of God, but God continues to be saving us and renewing our lives day by day. And if that doesn't fill you with joy, you're already dead. Our salvation is a source of joy. Drive that stake into the ground, put that rope around it, and be tethered to the festival grounds of joy. In a few weeks, we'll gather for Christmas Eve services, and this year we will be able to gather. And some of you will be in here and you will hear Pastor Jacqueline preach. Some of you will be in the, the sanctuary. You'll hear me preach. But you'll hear both of us preach from the same text. And you'll hear these words read from Luke. The words of the angel. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy to all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And in these words are the heart of the Advent Christian. Christian Christmas message. God comes to dwell with us. God becomes human and lives with us. Here is our fourth tether. 
God is with us. There's no place you can go to escape from God. There's no place a person can take you to take you away from God. There's no night dark enough to prevent God from being present with you. No day too bright that God's not with you. God is with us. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. Drive that stake into that reality and know that God is with you. God is with you. God has intended that we experience joy, to live in the festival grounds of joy. And if we'll tether our lives to these four, live into them, it'll make a difference. God has, God is, and God will triumph over evil. Got it? Joy is a gift from God. And God wants to give it to all of us. God clothes us with the joy of salvation. Gosh, live into what God is doing in your life, how he's making you new every day, and you're going to be tethered to joy in an amazing way. And then finally, Emmanuel, God is with us. And when God is present, there is joy. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, today... Are you in Christ? What I'm talking about is what flows from our lives because we are in Christ. We know Jesus. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. Well, this will be a good day to say yes so that you can live in these festival grounds of joy. You see, in just a moment, we're going to be serving communion. We're actually going to invite you forward for you to receive. And in this sacrament, God is present. And through faith, we experience God's grace and we begin living and experiencing even more fully the joy that he has to bring. I want to invite those now who are going to be assisting in communion and our band to come forward as we prepare to celebrate this sacred meal.